0: Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude
1: Guess What? Hey, 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 it's episode 23. Yeah. Woo. It's a good one. We actually have a guest on today, Jen. Can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> Jen is somebody that I work with at Chatbooks, and we're really excited to have her on and share her story Um, just before we get into things and and going throughout our week. um, I guess I just mainly want to put a trigger warning out there for anybody that is sensitive to abuse of any kind or divorce. Um, This will be a very heavy and sensitive Episode today, so I just want to put that out there, just in case anybody would like to stop now. Yeah, we're gonna be it's getting about it. to get real. Yeah, real, real, real fast. But Liz, anything crazy this week or
0: dude? This week's kind of been a little bit wild. So actually, like, so Ryan and I have like this shared note on our phone, and it's like we basically just like keep like a running log of like what we've done throughout the month. <laughs> And I was like, man, we have done so much, but, and I'm like exhausted. I literally told Ryan, like, I do not want to do a single thing for the rest until I have this baby. So like, do not ask me to go out. I don't want to leave the house. But basically like Monday we had peach shakes down in Alpine, Tuesday, baby appointment, Wednesday, dinner with his family, Thursday game night with his family in Provo. Friday night, we did like Traeger stuff to this morning. We did stuff down in Provo trying to like. Um, we went down to Provo's farmer's market and like walked around and I'm just like, I'm tapped out. (laughs) I think so.
1: Just let me be tapped out with like socialness, like day one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it was just (laughs) me and Ryan on Monday, but like, it was just like, I'm just, it's just a lot for me right now. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. I'm like every single night, like this night or this last week, I'm like, I need to go home and put my feet up because my legs are just like swollen. So that's where I'm at in this pregnancy, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my quick version of this week. It's been fun. And honestly, it's probably like the last, like, (laughs) like freedom. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So trying to enjoy it. Yeah.
1: What about you, Jen?
2: Oh, I was in Dallas all week with my best friend of 22 years. So, um, it was really hot and, The AC in her car ran out when we went to Waco. So we had to drive back to Dallas with no AC. Oh my gosh. We, no, we literally went to Walmart and they sell portable AC units. And we got like an adapter and plugged it in through her like car cigarette lighter. thing, Uh And I like held it up to her while we drove home.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That would be like legit the worst. Yeah. That humid. Okay. So I saw your Instagram post or your story of like the candle that you like, I said I can't well,
2: do No, okay. So I went to the silos, um, which has always been my dream, and I bought a candle that was more than any pair of shoes I own. Um <laughs> anyway, so I lit the candle and I went in to go clean my son's room and all of a sudden I'm like, something smells. And I went out there and literally the plant, my wax plant that was next to it was on fire. Oh my the gosh. That was on fire. So I hurry and put it out and like I just Talked to my kids, did a good night call with them, and I had to tell them that Planty was dead because they had a name for the plant. Um, and they asked what happened, and I told them, and they just laughed. They're laughing so hard. So we're gonna have a funeral for Planty tomorrow. Oh gosh, um, so. But yeah, candles and wax plants don't mix.
0: <laughs> Dude, I have a I have a story about candles. One time, sorry, I'm gonna interject. No, let's hear it. Um, I had a candle from oh my gosh what's the candle bath bath and beyond no bath and body works yeah, yeah, yeah i'm losing my mind guys anyway i had had it on for a couple hours and it was like when i started it was only like half full you know and the candle like you know how they come in that little container and then sometimes they have like gold foil around it yeah i freaking was like just it was like during the pandemic and i was like just working and um all of a sudden i was like man it smells like something's burning in here. I look over the candle and the wrapper are on fire, like <laughs> legit, like smoke going up into the air. And I've had to like, I did not know what to do. I was panicking. So I got like oh mitt, oven mitts, picked up the candle and I put it in, um, I actually ran downstairs and put it on the porch because I was like I don't have to do this and then I went upstairs and I grabbed a <laughs> pot and covered covered the candle with a pot because so I was like there's got to be no air you know whatever anyway I'm looking like a crazy person and when I finally get done I look out and there's this kid from across the way just watching me outside of his <laughs> window <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Live. Yeah.
1: people watching is like the best sometimes I'm like what are you doing like just- yeah this kid was
0: probably like i'm like don't worry i just almost burned the house down it's fine so i have not lit a candle since then are you serious dude no it was it was traumatic i'm sure jen realizes that too no i really want to burn it it
2: smells really good and oh, I i'm sure it is it. So, i don't
1: So
2: know no more plants by candles <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny i don't have any of those stories do you have the- any stories from this week bridge oh sorry no 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 i do our like power was out for a couple hours well so we live in Oklahoma now and it's like tornado alley over here and this last week like our so Anthony has been working nights at the hospital so I'm home alone with the boys and the power just like goes out and this is right before JD's um bedtime well both of their bedtimes but JD goes to bed like an hour earlier And I was like, oh my gosh, it was out for like three hours. And then it's like freaking hot here. So it's like starting to get hot in the house and Austin's like sweating. (laughs) And then the next night there are like tornado warnings and one touched down in like 30 minutes away from us. And then it's just been super stormy. It was like, and there's, we have tornado sirens going off outside and yeah. it was just, it was wild.
0: Uh, and yeah. Bridget's like, come move to Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm going to pass on those uh, tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, we like it here, but the tornado thing, I'm like, okay, this is just, I don't know. And that's the thing is, it's funny. I asked Tini, uh, our work, cause she's from Oklahoma and she was like, yeah, you're going to want to go when those tornado sirens, cause I was like, when should I be nervous? She's like, yeah, when you hear the sirens, like you should get into a room. <laughs> It's like, well, my bad. (laughs) 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 Anyway, but yeah, Uh, Liz, what was your current event? Current event. Oh, current event corner. See, I don't, I I don't know
0: too much about it. My current event corner is that maybe Jen's heard of this, um, but oh my gosh,
1: Will Will Smith.
0: Smith just came out with an apology yesterday, officially an official apology video to Chris Rock um, for slapping him in the face and he basically said that was like super out of character for him um so i don't know that was my thing i don't know if i believe it or if he's just trying to come back to the what was it grammys is that what it was or I he got that- oscars yeah so i don't know i just feel like it's it's just freaking weird also a little irrelevant at this point like
1: it's been months right
0: yeah
1: so. i i honestly because they kicked him out for like wasn't it like 10 years or something or for a while i don't know the exact time frame i thought i don't know maybe i'm like totally getting it wrong but yeah that's what i, th- I think he's probably like well crap i'm not getting any like offers for movies and now yeah too late yeah that whole <laughs> thing was so weird at first though i was like this is fake i thought oh, so too news. well because it was like it just looked because at first like he's laughing And then he looks over at his wife and he then would like, it was so weird. Dang. Okay. So like I said, today we have Jen on the podcast. We're so excited to have her. Um, Just a little bit about Jen. She's 36 years old. Um, She is a mother of two. Her daughter is 10 and her son is seven. Um, She does have a master's degree. And
0: we love an educated queen. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she has her master's degree in sports management and athletic administration. Oh, that's and cool. And yeah, I mean she's a total boss babe though. Like she teaches kindergarten through 6th grade PE, works for Chatbooks, and works for a company called is it Gosney or Gosney? Gosni. Gosney. Gosney. Yeah. Wait, is this the pizza Yes, there are a yeah. pizza oven company yeah, yeah,
2: from yeah, the yeah. Okay. Wait, I'm wait, so what a pizza down.
0: oven company? Pizza
2: oven company and I can get you a discount. Oh
0: my gosh. Uh-huh. Is it like the uni? Yes. I want one of those so bad. Hey, hit me up. I got you. Okay. 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 For real, for real.
1: <laughs> I know. I remember like she posted something. I was like, okay, I want one of those. But also I don't have that many pennies right
0: now. <laughs> so one really, day,
2: uh, They gave me one just like, here, learn about the product. And my kids, it's their favorite night when we do pizza night.
0: Oh, that's so that awesome. That is so cool, dude. Oh, so cool.
1: Okay. So Jen, she also loves tacos and skunks. I love (laughs) skunks. Skunks. Like what's the background on that?
2: I don't know. I love the smell. I love the way they waddle. I love everything. They're so cute.
0: Okay. They are cute, but I don't know if I agree on the smell part.
2: My daughter, you're from,
1: you're from (laughs) Idaho, aren't you? Um, I have lived in Idaho. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know if you, for some reason I thought that you were from there, but there's another girl that I know. She's from Idaho, and she says she loves the smell of skunks too. Maybe they smell better in Idaho then. <laughs> I don't know. I like, maybe there's like an Idaho element to this. Love them. Um, she also loves true crime and reality TV. Um, she doesn't like snakes, Christmas Caroling, disrespect, and vanity license plates. Mm.
0: Dude, these are good. I know. Yeah, this I'm is like- my
1: life. This is who I am. Um, so today, like I said, uh, she's going to be talking about divorce, um, recognizing what narcissism is and, um, protecting yourself from abuse, recognizing it. And, um, as well as attempting to move on. So, like I said before, this is a trigger warning. Um, it's really sensitive and like a heavy subject. So Anyway, so Jen, I guess I just wanted to start off kind of with um, just telling us your story and, okay, you know, and then we can follow up with some questions, but mainly just, yeah, let's hear it. Well, we'll start from
2: the beginning. Um, I was a 25-year-old unmarried person in Utah, which is basically unheard of in the Utah culture. Mm-hmm. kind of, um, basically I was a grandparent, right. All my other friends were married and have like four kids already. Um, and I was single, um, met my now ex-husband at a church event. Um, we dated two months before he proposed and he proposed during, I used to coach cheerleading and he proposed during a parade, a 4th of July parade. Cause 4th of July was my favorite holiday. All my cheerleaders were in on it it's an amazing video that I haven't watched <laughs> for a while now, but, um, we got it all on camera. It was just a really awesome experience. And then we were married two months later. And then two months after that found out I was pregnant and, um, oh. it was all really fast, really fast. Right. But like we were 25, but we had kind of, I had been engaged. Well, when I say engaged, like rings picked out temple date set. Oh, I say temple date like everyone knows what that is. Yeah. Um, cause I grew up as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, still active, and um, twice before, and then um, neither one. So I thought I knew what I wanted, and I thought I found it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, like I think it's important. I mean, I don't know. I'm just like going to say I think it's important to think like, um, in our culture, it's not that difficult. Uh, it's not that like irregular to kind of have things like be quick. Right, like, from like meeting to engaged and married, so it's it's not like abnormal.
2: Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent, and and no one said that, and I think everyone was like, "Well, you're older, you you got it, you know what you're doing." Yeah. Um, fast forward to um nine and a half years later, and he surprised me with divorce papers, and I've been divorced now since May seventeenth of two thousand twenty-one last year. Um, he surprised me with the papers on February 25th. So it was 81 days from getting the papers to finalizing the divorce, which is also really quick,
0: Yeah. Um,
2: but we'll go into all that later because, (laughs) yeah. Um, so I mean that, and that has been my life, never a life that I thought I would, a situation I thought I'd be in, I wanted to be in or even imagined. And it's been really interesting, (laughs) I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, lot. Cool. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot.
2: It was, it was a lot. Yeah.
1: So do you think like, um, like how quick things were at first kind of like contributed to like, like, did you see any red flags while you guys were dating or, or, yeah. or, or if you're just kind of like, I think too, like, um, like some people can be infatuated and just like ignore, I don't know. So I I didn't know if maybe that like contributed to it at all, or I didn't really see any before, but, um, as I've come like
2: a hundred percent, I did not even know what the term narcissist even meant until my therapist brought it up after he had served me. And then I did a lot of research and my parents did a lot of research and everyone was like, holy cow. So I didn't even know what that was. Um, but narcissists tend to love bomb, which is basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll shower you with gifts and attention and give you what you want. And they're really good at putting up a front until they've gotten everything they want out of you from you. And so it all happens so fast that, I think I actually made it easier for him to, you know, kind of, and I don't know, maybe, or maybe he changed. I don't know. Um, I did not see any red flags until about six months into the marriage. Okay. Honestly.
0: And how, how, like, what's your guys' age difference? So are you guys the same age or
2: once? So I was six oh, months my. older. We're both the same age. So, um, that was really nice, you know, graduated the same year.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. that
2: was, that was really nice.
0: Yeah. I I was just thinking about your comment about like being 25 and kind of like people are like, oh, well she knows what she's doing. Like, I mean, I love my, I love Ryan, but like also like, I think everyone was like, you're older than 30. Like you should be able to figure it out now. Like what you want, (laughs) like, you know, type of thing. There was nothing like, um, obviously like Ryan's a good guy, but like, uh, I think, yeah, when you're above 25, everyone's like, what is wrong? You can't figure it out. You know, like what, So type of thing. So there is that added pressure too, in our culture, which is not a good thing. So
2: it's
1: awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you said that you started seeing like red flags, um, like six months into the marriage. Is that what you said? Yeah. Can you like, so what, what were those? Um,
2: that one was I, so with my daughter, I had hyperemesis, um, which means literally I was throwing up pregnancy. I was bedridden all nine months. Um, as soon as I gave birth to her, the throwing up stopped, <laughs> but like, I lost a ton of weight while I was pregnant. I had a pick line. Oh, wow. it, was, it was a mess. Um, and about six months. So I was about four months pregnant. Uh, he punched a hole in the wall in our apartment that we were renting. Oh, um, and I just remember being like, <laughs> like sending a picture to my dad and be like, what do I do? I yeah. know about you dad. Um, and I didn't know at the time, but, um, he had been having some conversations, very inappropriate conversations with my parents about me. Um, I found all those out after he served me with divorce papers, just, um, telling my mom, you know, like, why isn't she having more sex with me? Well, I am throwing up and pregnant. So leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it just a lot like that. And why would you even go to my, ugh, anyway, well,
1: that's the other thing is I'm like, why would
2: you go to your in-laws? Like, like what my mom's going to come tell me have more sex with your husband. Like <laughs>
0: he's not going to do that. No. This little, like, boy, I am barely mom. surviving. Like, so that right? is the last thing on my mind.
2: Like, let me try to grow a human for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so I started seeing it then. And then, um, we shortly before my daughter was born about two months before I had already had my bachelor's degree. He had gone to massage therapy school, which that wasn't going to help us survive. Yeah. So, um, he decided to go to school up at BYU, Idaho. And we, I supported him. I worked the entire time, gave birth to two kids, had a master's degree before he even graduated and put him through school. And so I think, and, and that's why I feel, that's why I say maybe he changed. Maybe I, and I, uh, this is still something I'm working through with my own therapist, but sometimes I feel a lot of guilt, like maybe I made it too easy for him. And when I started standing up for myself, maybe he decided he didn't like that. So maybe I yeah. changed, I don't know. So, um, but I was really accommodating and I tried really hard and I started noticing Just triggers that way regarding financial abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, um, all kinds of different things. And it just continued from there. But yeah. So were you,
0: were you recognizing that in like real time or is it like now you're looking back and being like, okay, that was bad.
2: Um, I think I recognize it more now at the time I was like, is this right? Like for example, the last two years of our marriage, I was working 50 hours a week um, had zero access to any bank information or access. So I didn't wow. have access to my cards checkbook. I was given an allowance of $50 a month,
1: what? Uh, $50 a month.
2: Yeah. Um, like for your personal stuff or for like, for the whole
0: family, For like personal, so.
2: for me personally. Okay. And anything else like grocery list, he had to preview it before I submitted the order to Walmart.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh,
2: but I feel like I was right. Ra- and my parents, I love them. They set unrealistic expectations of marriage for me, you know, but, um, I feel like, I because ra- they have a good marriage, um, an amazing marriage. You just okay. celebrated 37 years. Like they're, they're rock stars. Oh, wow. But I feel like in our culture, we don't talk enough about abuse, regardless of any kind. So financial abuse. So I'm thinking to myself like oh, well, maybe this is normal. Maybe this is what people do. Like maybe, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel comfortable going and talking to anybody about it because mm-hmm. were, were they going to not feel comfortable talking to me about it?
1: Mm-hmm. Were we not
2: going to be able to be honest? Um, and that was, that was my fault. Now I know I can, I have people now. I know I have people I can talk to, but right. at the time I was just like, maybe this is normal for a marriage. I don't think it's anyone else's business financially but I really wish I would have talked to somebody because that's not normal. And that yeah. is abuse and it's not okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, what was his reasoning? Like that? He was like, you can only have an allowance or like the, uh, like the grocery stuff. i
2: like, he felt I- like I made unnecessary purchases. And here's the thing. We owned a home. We, <laughs> our bills were always paid. We always had fun. Like, he grew up very differently than I, I was able to grow up financially blessed. Mm -hmm. He did not, his family had always been very, very poor. So for him, if he didn't have X amount of money in the bank account at all times, he was poor.
0: Okay. Um,
2: it was an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And, um, so he wanted to be able to control the finances entirely.
0: And you were, we were you working at this point or were you Three hours a week? Yes. Okay. Yes. yeah. So was there like a huge financial discrepancy in your salaries? Like, were you making more than he was or? No, you... he was making more than me. Okay. Um,
2: but I was still working a lot because we had decided together that we wanted me to be able to work jobs where I could still be a mom and that yeah. our kids could be raised by me. So I was teaching PE at their school. And then I was mm-hmm. working for chatbooks at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so um, that way I was offsetting the cost of like childcare.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And
2: I was still able to raise my kids and clean and cook and do all those things. Dude, wonder woman over here. You know, oh apparently not. I mean, I'm single. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I'm still so- laugh about it. <laughs>
1: I'm still just like shocked at that because I just can't because it's also like your money too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, in his mind it wasn't though, and I don't understand that. I agree with you.
1: I feel the same way as you. Man. I work
2: hard for my money. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah, and it's like you're also not a child. Like, no. you're not. You don't need to like. I don't know. That's just. I, I mean, but but also
0: like. I mean, I have I have not been in that situation, but we've. We've all been in like bad relationships. And when you're in it, you're kind of like, okay, maybe it's, maybe I'm just like not seeing this, like Uh, I'm seeing it the way I see it. Right. Um, and you've got blinders on and like, you've been married, you have been married for eight year, eight, nine years at this point, whatever it is. So you're kind of like, this is just how our relationship goes. Like whatever, you know? Um, but once you step back from it and I'm, I don't know, it's just hard. Relationships are freaking,
1: they're hard. And I don't know. Wow. So was that more just towards the last two years or was it always like this throughout your marriage? It it was the worst
2: the last two years. Yeah. For sure. It increased. I think what had happened is we had moved to Utah in 2017, built and bought a house in 2018, which was like my dream come true. Like I was like, yay, my home. And um when I moved out there and I started teaching PE and I started building relationships in the community and I started having friends, he really struggled with that. Even though we were back in Utah where he was born and raised and he had lots of friends, was out three to four nights a week, didn't get home till like two or three in the morning, which probably should have been a red flag to me. And I was just like, oh, he's having fun. But I, it was my job to stay home with the kids. It wasn't my job to yeah. go play with my friends. Mm-hmm. So like, if I went out with my friends, I'd get texts like the whole time. Like, when are you coming home? I don't know what to do about bath time or something. And I was just like, I can't,
1: I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Man. So then, um, so you guys moved to Utah and do you think that was also kind of like, like, uh, contributed to the divorce is like he was gone a lot or yeah I feel like he was more comfortable here
2: I think he felt like he had more connections he had more freedom almost like he had friends in Idaho too but the friends here are not (laughs) I mean they were fine I did my wifely duty of going over and you know bringing side dishes and pretending like it was a great time when (laughs) i would rather be anywhere else right like um, they just weren't people who i was super comfortable with my children being around or being there and
0: yeah Yeah. i mean i'm i'm thinking the catalyst maybe i I don't know because i don't know the whole thing but um is like you becoming a little bit more independent and him realizing that. okay
2: when i start finding myself again like i was Super independent when we got married. I was 25. I was really set in my ways. I knew what I liked to eat, what I liked to watch, what I was doing, mm-hmm. and um, and I was actually making a lot more money than he was when we first met. Like I paid for everything while we were dating. Girls, don't do that.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I just, it was, yeah, and I lost myself because I dedicated myself to his schooling. I cannot count the number of homework assignments I did for him. Like, let's just skip over that. Right. Um, Giving birth, working. And I used to coach cheer and I coached for four years. And then he told me no more, no more. It takes up too much of your time, which that was a passion I had. And I had to give that up if I wanted to Mm -hmm. be with him. And I tried to put my marriage first. And I thought that that meant giving up me. And when I started to find myself and find my passion again, it, changed
1: everything yeah yeah so um because it also just sounds like kind of controlling to me very so when you said the whole like um narcissist do like does a like this love bombing thing I guess I know that you said that they shower you with gifts and love and attention and then is it kind of like they just treat you crappy after like I don't I guess I just don't know what that term
2: yeah it's kind of like Yeah. So they'll shower you with the attention, the gifts. So give you what you need. So like when we were dating, he was giving me attention. He would bring me flowers. He would open my door for me. Um, he would tell me that I was beautiful. He would tell me, you know, those kinds of things. And then, but once you, once their wall starts breaking down, once they've been more comfortable with you and have been with you long enough. So he already got married then I was pregnant. So those two things that he wanted to be a dad and to be, you know, have a wife. And then, um, then his true colors kind of started coming out and he would slip, like he would punch a hole in the wall. And so then I'd be nervous. And then the next day, you know, he would bring me
1: like flowers,
2: again, chocolate covered yeah. cinnamon bears, or like, even when we were going through the divorce process, it was a really weird situation where he was still living in the house um, during part of that 81 days. And we would argue about something in the settlement, like just trying to figure everything out. And he'd show up with swig or taco bell. <laughs> Cause that's my weakness. And <laughs> he knew, he knows those things, right? We were married almost 10 years. So he knows everything about me and he would show up with those and apologize to get what he wanted out of the divorce settlement.
1: Oh, like I get what you mean.
2: Exactly. And it's it, manipulative. It, yeah. And it works though. Yeah, it does. It works because you're like, okay, I want this to be as best of a situation as it can be. So I, I don't want to be the one who shuts it
0: down. Right. Right. Yeah. I actually was listening to another podcast earlier, like in the last two weeks, and they talked about, little, I hadn't heard of the love bombing thing until just recently. And, um, and I honestly can't remember what podcast it was. It was like some random podcast. And basically like my understanding of love bombing is they do these big grandeur things of, or, or expressions of grandeur, I don't know what the right term is, and it's to control you like it's hot and it's hot and heavy it's fast and furious and like you were saying like they can get mad and the next day they're like oh but don't you love me here's this amazing gift that you've always wanted here's you know whatever yeah and it's just like a a circle pattern history whatever so
2: yep and it's it's hard to see it when you're in it
0: especially because you're like what it was you're like oh he loves me we had a bad night last night
1: and look at him he's like making up for it you know type of thing or whatever exactly exactly I definitely, uh, do like agree with what you said at how, like, and, and I am, I am like very appreciative that you, um, are here and telling us your story. And just because I do think, um, what you said about like, um, you know, people out there don't want to give you like the bad details of their lives And, and sometimes you do go throughout relationships or marriage and be like, is this normal? Actually, it's really not, you know? Because people don't talk about it and people don't want to air out that dirty laundry. But I think sometimes people that are going through these types of things, they don't know where to turn, even though it's not normal. And so kind of with that being said, um, I know you talked about like financially abusive, um, and I'm assuming he, it was also emotionally and, um, You said spiritually and sexually, um, can you like what, I guess, what did all of that kind of entail too? Of course. Yeah. And I mean, a lot
2: of my examples, I feel like are from the last two years of the marriage when it started to get bad and I started realizing it, Mm -hmm. but like one time we were in our basement and we were arguing about something, something stupid, I'm sure. And I kind of put my hands up and I was like, oh, I just want this to be over referring to the conversation. Mm -hmm. He proceeds to reach, grab his concealed carry that he always had, puts it on the ping pong table and tells me, then go ahead, end it. So this is my husband who I'm married to, who I'm trying really hard to keep our marriage alive. And he's telling me to kill myself right here in front of him. Um, I remember I went over across the street to my friend, Annie, who is still one of my dearest friend. She was one of the only people I confided in and all this stuff. And I told her, I was like, what do I do? Like what just happened? She's Mm -hmm. like, that's not okay. And, um, you told her this in real time. Yes. Yes. Oh, because I didn't know, I didn't know like, I didn't want to tell my mom and dad, I didn't want to be a failure to them. And then at some point, like I've always been really honest and open on social media but I did not believe in bashing my husband on social media. That's not okay. I don't, I don't, it makes me uncomfortable when people do that. Like like, this is who you're married to try to support him. You know, like the world doesn't need to see his bad. They can see my bad, Mm -hmm. but they don't need to see his bad. Um, so we had that spiritually. He, once he graduated from BYU, Idaho, he stopped going to church, which I never forced him to go. I never said, hey, you need to go. I kind of, he said it burnt him out on church. So he didn't want to go to church. And I was like, okay. But then I continued to take my two kids because they enjoyed it. And I found peace there. And, but I was always made to feel guilty if I would want to go and attend the temple, if I would want to pay tithing, if I wanted to do any extracurricular church activity, it wasn't cool. Like, how dare I spend time coming up with singing time extra things for my calling yeah. at church? Like, how dare I do that? Like, that's a waste of time. And he always made me feel like I was wasting my time and I was the one in the wrong for doing those things. Mm-hmm. And so that was hard. And I will say, like, since getting divorced, I think my spirituality has suffered. lot more. I've, I've struggled to have a relationship with my heavenly father right now. I'm still going to church and I'm still trying, but I just feel like the church was not made for single moms (laughs) or single dads, or it's just hard. It's really hard. Um, and then sexual abuse a hundred percent. No one ever told me, okay, hang on. We got to rewind to 2009, uh, 2008, actually October of 2008. I was raped by um, a guy I was dating and that was really hard for me. And it took me several years to come out and tell people, Hey, this is what happened. Yeah. Um, 100% though. No one told me it was possible to be raped by your husband. Oh my god! gosh. You can say no to your husband or your wife, whoever. Yeah. And they should listen for me. It was, you're my wife. This is your obligation. You will fulfill it. Yeah. If I said no, Oh, it was gonna happen anyway. It was just gonna yeah. be painful, and it was going to. It was gonna happen.
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: And so that was really hard. Sorry. And now, why am I emotional?
0: Well, <laughs> that, that, that you can be emotional. This is like heavy stuff.
2: I. But it's just hard. Like that's. I. I don't think that's the way it was supposed to be. No. And obviously, there was some expectation I wasn't meeting because he had to go to my mom within the first two weeks of us being married,
0: you know, and I cannot, I like, I know you told us this at the beginning, but I can like not wrap my brain around that. I still like, can't.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like
0: that just blows my mind.
2: I don't, I don't understand it. And I'm very, um, I think it's called sapiosexual. I don't oh, know. Is that the knowledge one? Um, in Wait, like, no. intellect, like if I'm not connecting with you on an emotional level, if I don't feel like you love me, sorry, you're not going to get it. Like I'm not there. He's very much like all the time, every time Mm -hmm. I don't care if we're fighting or happy or whatever. We can, we can put that aside. And I cannot, Mm -hmm. like, if we're not in a good place, I'm going to have a really time connecting with you intimately.
0: Yeah. You need that mental connection.
1: Yeah. And I might be using the wrong term. So I I think you're, I think you're using the right term. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I didn't even know that that term existed. So I, this is like all new to me. (laughs) That's okay. I've learned a lot the last 18 months since this. so, um,
2: but, and he didn't understand that and he wasn't willing to compromise or work with me on that at all. And so it was his way or the highway. I mean, and it was b- basically always his way. And yeah. at some point, you're just kind of like, whatever, like, I guess, you know, fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no one ever told me that that was a thing that could happen in a relationship, like in a marriage. Yeah.
1: So okay, so when this the whole um, I'm just gonna go back here. Like when the thing with the gun happened, mm-hmm. like how was that resolved? Like w- did he love bomb you then? Type of thing. Like I'm so sorry. Like that is like, I mean that I like Annie said. Like that is just like not okay. Like in any yeah. way or form. His reaction. I don't remember how
2: that specific one was resolved his reaction is always to leave so he would slam a door and he would leave and then i'd be there with the kids and by myself trying to not be emotional about what just happened Mm -hmm. trying to keep them oblivious when you really don't know like how much they heard what they heard um and but yeah it would he tended to ignore things and then he'd pretend like they were okay Mm -hmm. i don't remember a specific love bombing happening after that, but yeah. typically that's how it would happen. Um, and then an, like another sexual abuse is coming back to me now is I love Taco Bell. It's my favorite. He said, I burnt him out on it, whatever, not possible, but, um, he would be like, Oh, I'll get you Taco Bell for dinner, but you have to have sex with me tonight.
0: That
2: is so weird. Yeah. That's no, that is what he would do. And i I remember we were in marriage counseling and I told the therapist this I'm like, I'm not comfortable with that. It's like he's paying me. It's like I'm a prostitute. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's not cool. And I mean, sucks for him because I learned pretty quick, like, okay, <laughs> I'll just make tacos at home then. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need yeah. Taco Bell tonight.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, I don't need it that bad. But yeah, I I wasn't willing to do that. That didn't that didn't make sense to me. That didn't feel like love. No.
1: Yeah. Well, and kind of like not. you said, you're not like an ATM machine. Like right. <laughs> you're just like, and the thing is too, is like I get it. Like, I do think, at least for me, like I think that men need that more than women do. Like I like care more about like the emotional bond. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. Just, and I don't know if that's just like a woman thing or whatever. But I think um, I think it's a person thing. I bet yeah. some men are like that too. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. And, um, but also like, it's like, if my husband ever did that, I'd be like, okay, if, like, this is like- <laughs> good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Like, yeah. uh, well, I do know what you want from me, but I, it didn't make sense. That wasn't to me. That wasn't the way that I was taught it was supposed to happen. And I don't know if I was even really specifically taught Oh, it was supposed to happen, but it didn't feel like love, and no. that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. If you wanted sex. I would prefer to make love.
1: Yeah, right, funny. right.
2: That
0: was it's awful. Res- this so cheesy. <laughs> no, it's a
1: respect things too. It's like, yeah, I don't. I just feel like if you're just looking at it like, um, this point of view in more of like a, I don't want to say like animalistic, but just like um like there's no emotional like bond to it it
0: I don't know it's just like a transaction
1: yeah it's just a transaction and kind of like
0: yeah Yeah. and
1: it's like you you do feel like a prostitute I'm sure like it's like that's I don't know I just don't think that and I think too like that isn't the way it's supposed to be I don't think so. So
0: I have a question and I'm just like thinking this off the cuff about, Excel. you guys are divorced and you said at the beginning that you were like completely like, you didn't know, you didn't see it coming, but since he like, kind of like, it sounds, I mean, sounds like he just like would react, have these huge reactions, right. Did he ever threaten it to be like, you know, he says, Hey, Hey, here's the gun and your end yourself. Was they ever like, Hey, if this happens, we will get divorced. Look, nothing like that. No, we had talked about, we had
2: been to marriage counseling on and off the entire time. I've always, I've been in therapy since I was 14. I was diagnosed at 14 with anxiety and depression, severe anxiety and depression. And at that time they were like, don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't believe in that. Like I want to tell everyone because someone out there has to know something that can help me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we had been to marriage counseling and we had talked and the word divorce had come up. There was one time in Idaho where I did print off, like I went on a, like a website and it was like, fill out the divorce paper. So I printed them off and I didn't film out. I didn't even tell him I did that. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it was never like, we're doing it. We're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, the word separation had come up the November previous to the February, and, but then we were just kind of like, no, we're okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. So it was never, that's why I was so shocked at how it went down. Like, it went down in the worst way it could have happened. Like, he just, it was a disrespect thing again. Like, it didn't
0: matter. Yeah. So
1: do you feel like at all. um So I know that you said kind of that you guys had talked about it, maybe, or, or like printed off the, I don't know, just like, uh, maybe had brought it up before then, but do you feel like it was, he kind of did this to like, have a, um, like for shock value at all.
2: Oh yeah. He knew, he he knew me, he knew my emotions. He knew how I worked. And what, what happened is the day he was doing this, he was like, Hey, I'm going to take the kids to go see a movie. And so you can have some time to work quietly and just have some you time, you know, take a bath, do whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Cause that was weird. That wasn't yeah. typical. Cool. So they left. And I specifically remember I was eating starburst jelly beans, which I cannot eat any longer, which yeah. <laughs> so sad, but, um, and I was talking to my mom on the phone and the doorbell rang, which to this day, if someone knocks on my door, the doorbell rings and I'm not expecting them, that's a huge trigger for me. Because of this. So I put the phone kind of down on a table, answered the door with some dude. He asked me a couple questions and then handed me papers. He didn't say like you've been served or anything like that. Like you've seen the movies, handed them to me. I kind of looked at it, told my mom, hey, I'm gonna call you back. Went right across the street to Annie. And we went into her little gym and I said, Is this what I think it is? And we sat down on the floor and we read through it. And I just started sobbing. And then I mean, then then it was happening. It yeah. was you, like divorce- text him, or were you like, "What is going well, on?" Well, so he had texted me like an hour after they left, and I—I I mean, I still have the text, and it says, "Hey, you're gonna want to be at home. There's a delivery coming, and you have to sign for it." So I'm thinking, oh "Ooh, Crumble yeah. or Amazon or flowers? Like, what did he yeah. send me?" Yeah. Of divorce papers. <laughs> so, um, and then I tried calling, and he didn't answer. So I continued to call till he answered, and I said, "You need to bring my children home." Mm-hmm. And he came home. I don't really remember much about that night, but, um, I mean, it was, I mean, the day before we were planning our 10 year anniversary trip to Hawaii, like I called my mom the day before and said, Hey, could you watch the kids if we're in Hawaii these weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, like what the, what, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> Like he knew at that point.
1: Yeah. Because, and that's the other thing, like, I just have so many questions. I'm like, I, I still have so many questions. <laughs> like, so was? Do you know now, like, was he planning this for months before or? I think it started during Christmas break. So I think it started about
2: two months before, which is so crazy because I had gone up to Rexburg with the kids to, um, my cousin was getting married and she asked me to be her photographer for it. And so I went up there to do that. And at that time, Because of COVID there weren't temple sessions happening. So you couldn't really get into the temple unless you were like going for a wedding. Mm
1: -hmm. So I felt
2: really lucky that I was going to be able to go in and I purposely prepared and thought, and I literally went with, should I end my marriage? Like I need to know. And I have never received such a clearer answer that no, you keep working on it. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be in this marriage. You're supposed to be married to him. Keep trying and so it was really discouraging to me um, two months later to have this happen um, because I was like, what, like not cool. But I had an amazing friend reach out who had gone through a divorce without kids, but and she had said, Jen, there are two things here. One, you were stuck in a place where you could not receive all the blessings that you should be receiving. She's like, and until he was gone, you weren't going to be able to receive those. Have I started seeing those? I don't know, but you know, and so I was like, okay. But then the other thing, she was like, you would never have given up on the marriage and it would have been awful for the rest of your life. She's like, cause I was feeling horrible. Like, why didn't I do this first? Yeah. Now I'm the one who's like trying to pick up the pieces. He already had plans. He had already drained the bank account. He had already done all these things. Yeah. Yeah are we surprised really though financial stuff
0: no Was um,
1: also kind of like why he kept the records to himself do you think because you had no, know, probably had no idea yeah because he had done it a couple days previous the very
2: next day i went into the bank to take care of something. they they're like there's no money here and i was like oh my gosh print out everything from the last couple months please um but yeah she was just like you never would have given up so it's a blessing that he was the one who just did it she's like you would have been stuck in this forever and that 100% makes sense to me because I never would have
1: given up. I really never would have. That's just, so does that also kind of like make you sick that he like planned this day and knew what you were doing? Like, that's just, I feel like that's just such a low. Know, you, like, like you can legit look back on my Instagram
2: three, days, photo. Before, three days before this happened. He I posted photos. Of, I am so thankful for such an amazing husband who's staying home to take care of Benson. So I could go work and do my job. And I was so grateful. I had no idea, no idea that he had already been to a lawyer, had already paid for a lawyer, had already put this all into works. And I don't know. I mean, what the heck was he thinking when he
1: saw that, you know, Yeah. I don't know. So I know that you said that, um, you like, don't really remember much about that night, but, um, obviously I'm sure that your kids were there. Were they like totally freaking out at all? Just like, no. So we didn't actually say anything
2: to them until, so that happened on a Thursday night, Saturday morning. He sent me an email, mind you, we are still living in the same house. And he sent me an email saying, I'm going to tell the kids today at 10 30, you can be there or not. And I was like, I don't want to tell my kids like this is, I'm still not dealing with this. So but I mean, I didn't have a choice. He was going to do it. And so Mm -hmm. he sat down and he's, he, you know, told them and they didn't react. And then he left and went outside
0: and they ran to me and just started sobbing. So, I mean, they, they understood like what was going, what that, what that meant.
2: Yeah. I mean, he dumbed it down for them pretty good. Um, so that they could understand it um but I mean it's 18 months later and they still struggle
0: yeah
2: yeah was he really involved in their lives or like okay no okay um now he is now he thinks he's mm, yes now he is but um no before I mean I did I would did all the doctors and dentist appointments on my own I you know I could tell you every teacher's name from Mm -hmm. kindergarten on like I
0: You're very involved with your. He was a
2: good dad when he was there. He just wasn't there all the time. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I um, I think that's like a from what I from what I I, from what I know like about divorce, and my I've had plenty of friends who've gotten divorces. Like, the women are usually the ones who are like running the show, and then when they decide to get divorced, the dad's like, "Look at what a great father I am, and I'm doing all these amazing things with our kids," and I'm just like, I mean. Even just like look from being on the outside and looking in, like, and obviously I'm on my friend's side of things, right? I'm like, (laughs) no, uh, uh, like, don't start playing that right now. Good friend, good friend, yeah.
1: (laughs) But oh man, um, man, I just am like, so was it weird? Like, I guess, uh, like living together. Was there any like sense of you that was like thinking? maybe we can work this out while after the divorce papers were. Served. And did he think that at all? Or was he like, nope, no, he was nope. From the second we got
2: served, I kept holding out hope. Um, That Sunday, he was like, we're going out to breakfast and took us all out. And I was crying the entire time. And I remember him telling me, stop crying. This is our last family outing together. Pull it together. Like, stop what? it. And I was just like, what? What? And I mean, this wasn't anything new to me for him saying insensitive things like that. I had broken my foot the October previously during I was the golden snitch in PE and <laughs> um, I stepped into a hole and broke my foot during PE. And um oh. I remember coming home and he was like, You broke your foot because you're fat, and I was just like, Okay.
0: Oh my god,
2: I don't I didn't know where to, what to say from there because I wasn't I am heavier, much heavier than I was when we got married. And I've had a really hard time getting the weight off. It. And I knew that and I felt that. Like he was constantly telling me, Well, try this diet, do this. You need to not eat this. You need to eat tuna for every meal. That'll help you lose weight. Like nobody it, wants like, to eat tuna. Right. Every like, meal, you go eat tuna, you know, tuna for every meal. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He would set these boundaries on me, but he was the least supportive. Like he he would go and eat fast food right in front of me when I'm supposed to be eating tuna every meal. Yeah, like heck no, like that don't work for me. Um, I can't believe that he would like call you that. Her. Yeah, oh yeah, right to my face, like just like it was nothing. And so for him to say that, like I wasn't surprised by that. Wow,
0: but I'm yeah. I I am. I mean, I'm just like <laughs> I've I've never been like a, a skinny girl, so like weight has always been like a really like sensitive thing to me. So yeah. like if some, if some guy ever was like, yeah, you're chubby, I would be like, Oh, I, it would right. like devastate me, dude. Like, I, I mean, know. I
2: think, and I think it it does now because I'm constantly thinking, Oh, you're going to be single forever. No one wants to date you because you're overweight. Like truly that is what I feel like holds people. back. Hold, I mean, I've never been on a date and he's already remarried he's so, remarried oh don't worry he hasn't officially told me or his children yet but I'm a real good sleuth <laughs> and I have had it confirmed um yeah he's oh already married
1: oh, oh he moved gosh, her in
2: within two months
1: um I still have never met her um so how long was he living at the house then wow. about three weeks Okay. And then he like got his own place and had this. Um,
2: he moved into the basement of one of the friends that we talked about previously.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. So and then like was he cheating on you? Like with this? I don't have an answer to that. Do I think so? 100%. Yeah. Do I know for sure? No. Wow. What the heck? Man, I just am like like telling somebody something like that like you don't have absolutely any respect for this person. Well, and that's like
0: narcissistic behavior though, right? Yeah.
2: It, which yeah. I understand now but I mean I think the worst part about it is like this is the person who I truly had planned my future with, like had was willing to do whatever it takes to make it work forever.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I feel like women definitely try to try to make it work more than the man does. I mean, I, I have no idea what those t- statistics truly are. But like you were saying, like, you know, Sounded. your your friends were like, yeah, you probably would have never left. That's because women are like, we want to keep this going, right? Like let's keep the um
2: we have a family. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> we have a life. We have a beautiful yeah. life. Yeah. 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 So now that you've kind of you know been through the process here, um, what are some things that you wish you would have known about the divorce process initially? Like what's some learning points or pain points or whatever that you would wish you would have known before?
2: Um, definitely get everything in writing. Verbal doesn't mean anything. I mean, unless you have it recorded, which I record every interaction we have, which is not very many verbally anymore. Um, I've refused to really meet in person or talk on the phone because, Mm -hmm. um, it's a completely different person that way. And so um everything in writing and get a good lawyer. I did mm-hmm. not have a good lawyer, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was I was so in shock. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And-,
1: well, and if you've never had like access to your freaking finances, it sounds like you you may not have like you know known yeah. you because he was so controlling.
2: I didn't. I, yeah. I really, truly didn't. I would have taken more time, a hundred percent more time like, to,
0: to do the divorce right, process yeah, or to find yes. a lawyer or what?
2: No, everything, everything okay, okay. like 81 days is so freaking fast.
1: Really?
0: The minimum is usually like 90, isn't it? It's
2: it's yeah. At the minute. I mean, most people, I have friends who are well over a year into the process Oh, so and really? It's not settled yet. And I mean, I really gave in too much because he continually made me verbal promises and I thought, okay, he said that. So I'll give him this then Mm -hmm. that was, that was my bad. I was trying so hard. I mean, the promises of it's going to be so great. We'll go on vacations together. Still, we'll do, still do all this stuff together. It'll be, I mean, we never went on vacations in the first place together.
1: So, (laughs) um, well, you're probably giving him the benefit of the doubt and like assuming good intent.
2: Yeah. And you cannot do that. Unfortunately, as good as the person is, you can't, you just can't. And I didn't yeah. understand that. I didn't want that. I didn't want to believe that that was true. Yeah. Um. But I mean, literally the day before um, I got notified that our divorce was final, he had gone and taken family pictures with my children and his now wife, who was just
0: his girlfriend.
2: I... I mean that's Long- how me how fast things happened.
0: Wow! And
2: Wait, he, the day before what? The day before I got word that our divorce was finalized. Wow. So on day eighty of the whole thing, he was and already it's the man who like loathed family pictures, right? Like every man. Yeah. So it infuriated me. Holy cow! But,
1: yeah. So what does divorce, I guess, look like now for you?
2: Uh, it's a hot mess. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's what one of my friends told me and I believe it. Um, Every day, I never know what's going to happen. I never know what to expect. I don't know if he's going to decline my phone call at night to talk to my children when he's with them. I don't know. I just, I never know what to expect. Um, I'm finding my ground and I'm starting to stand up for myself more, which is really empowering and feels really good. But I mean, it looks like I'm alone half the time. You know, I don't have my kids. I don't have a partner. I don't, I'm alone. I mean, I get all the closet to myself, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to ask for permission to buy groceries, um,
0: but it's lonely. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So what do you, what does your, uh, how often do you have your kids? Are you like the main, I don't even it's know what a it's
2: a 50-50 called. split. Okay. Um, up until, I mean, I don't know what this upcoming school year is going to look like. Um, but when it was his weeks, even like his custody weeks, I would watch them during the day Mm -hmm. from six 30 to five while he was at work and then he'd come pick them up. So I was his babysitter. I mean, he did not pay additional child support for that. He refused to put it in the settlement one of those verbal promises he made, I will send snacks. I'll send food. I'll do all this stuff if you'll watch them, but we don't put it in the settlement. That was a lie. Mm. That's never happened. Um, so I basically had them all the time and except on nights, his weeks and, and that's still current currently that way. Um, yeah, we're just coming off of his very first, uh, uninterrupted parent week, which means that they're with him the entire week. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I went to Dallas was to be distracted. (laughs) Um, but so yeah, on my weeks, he gets them on Wednesday nights. Just, we didn't want to either one of us, we didn't want to go a whole week without them. Yeah. And so he'll get them Wednesday nights on my week. And then I get them Wednesday nights, his weeks. Um, but I have a feeling it'll change. Um, the kids and I recently moved back so that I could teach PE again. We went a year where, I wasn't teaching PE and it was horrible. They cried every morning going to their new school. They just wanted to be at their old school. So it all fell into place for me to come back and for them to come back. And so, and I was only living two and a half minutes away from him at our previous place. And that was too close. And anyway, so I don't know what the upcoming school year will look like. I know what I want it to look like. And I may
0: have to go to mediation or court in order to do that. Yeah, but, yeah, and I—I I mean, do what's best for you guys, right? Like, you if,
2: have to. You, yeah, selfish you can, for sure. Yeah, I can't consider him anymore. It's not my obligation or my responsibility to cater to him and what is convenient for him anymore. Mm-hmm. And you don't owe him anything. Like, no, I don't. I truly don't. Yeah, yeah.
0: this mean, is a random
2: alimony, but that's. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a random question: Does his new wife or whoever it is does she have children of her own or? no she does okay. not okay. um and my daughter recently
2: told me that she overheard her dad talking on the phone to a friend saying that she ne- never wants children so that's also really hard for me like why do you want to be a child a mother to my children
0: yeah
2: and she's not really I mean she doesn't play with them she doesn't do their hair she doesn't hug them she doesn't it's mm. it's a weird and this is all what I've heard from them yeah. so I don't know do they like her. do they what do they like her uh depends on the day I don't think they, they don't hate her, Yeah. but like last summer I sent her a letter and like a bamboo plant. And I was like, thank you for making my kids feel safe. I guess she never responded. So I don't even know if she got it, but, um, I tried. Yeah. yeah. It's not there. She is six years younger than me. Um, and she's never a baby, so she's still nice and thin. So <laughs>
1: babies man they change you
2: oh
1: man um man. how how i guess how have your kids handled the divorce oh my gosh i'm so glad they have each other
2: they have loved each other since before i was looking back on a facebook memory today and when aniston was two and a half right before benson was born she spent the night at my mom's house and she came home and was like running up to me. And I thought, Oh, she's going to give me a big hug. But she went right to my belly and was like, brother, I'm home. I can't. And they have loved each other ever since they are the best siblings. Obviously they have fights, but they love each other more than I'm just so glad they have each other. Like, I hope that this keeps them close forever. If anything good could come out of it, that is the good is that they have found An unbreakable bond. But I mean, they struggle. They truly do not enjoy going to his house. There are a lot of tears. I got a text on Sunday, two and a half hours after their dad picked them up from Aniston saying, Mom, I already miss you. I'm like, I can't do anything about it. They and earlier that day, Benson wrote me a note and was like, Text dad and tell him Benson doesn't want to go. And like, I'm like, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. I can't. And it's hard to explain that to these little people who have been going through so much change already.
1: Yeah. But so do they have their own phone or do they do, do they text it from his phone?
2: No, I, I went and bought them a phone and, yeah. put it, um, and got it. I pay for it. I do everything for it because he was refusing my calls and oh, I yeah. am according to our settlement supposed to get my good night call. So I got the phone for them so that I could have my good night calls. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So So it sounds like co-parenting with him
2: is a little difficult. It doesn't exist. It's parallel parenting. Um, Co-parenting is designed for parents who can communicate and he refuses to communicate
1: and to work together. So it's parallel parenting and it is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like a side question kind of to that, but like, could you technically go back into court and be like, he's not upholding like these things on this document type of thing? Yeah, he's in
2: contempt of court every time, and I would be in contempt of court as well every time we break what is said in the settlement. Um, I mean, I haven't done that yet because a I don't know if like mentally and emotionally I yeah. Yeah. a lot, it's also really expensive, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm a single mom here and it's it's a lot of money and that's why I wish like I would have taken more time in the beginning because it wouldn't cost all this extra money and I could have begun to process through those emotions and all that trauma
0: like really nailed down what you think that you would have wanted
2: yeah oh yeah I would have done
1: so many things differently that's hard i I don't even know like how I would even do the co-parenting thing if I were in your shoes
0: that's so- especially
1: if he like can't communicate, it's, I'm sure that that makes it like 10. So do you feel like there's still like, um, a level of either like resentment or he's still trying to control the situation then? I think he is,
2: but he's also learning that I'm standing up for myself now. And I think that terrifies him Mm -hmm. and it makes him back off a little bit and makes him be a little I don't, I, I would have never used the word kind to describe him. It's just not a word that I feel like ever, even when it, we were at our best, it was um, a little more respectful maybe, but there's still like a whole lot of disrespect. Yeah. Uh, and so, but yeah, he is trying to control the situation as narcissists do. And I am, thankfully I've got, I've got an amazing dad. I've got an amazing mom too, but I have an amazing dad who has helped me with my communication skills with him and he's a rock star and he supports me and allows me to communicate with him and to make it so I'm less emotional because narcissists are going to feed off any emotion, whether it's positive or negative, they feed on it. So you have Mm -hmm. to be completely neutral. And I'm a very emotional person
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and my dad helps me to be less emotional he really supports me and has taught me so much in that way. So I'm very, I'm grateful that they're willing to still baby
0: their oldest child. (laughs) Dude, parents, man, it never ends for them, right?
1: Never. Seriously. Well, the narcissism kind of like leads me to my next question is, I guess, um, what are some signs like for those that are listening that, maybe even thinking right now, like, am I married to a narcissist or am I dating a narcissist? Like what are some signs to look out for?
2: Well, one thing I've noticed as I've learned more about narcissism and have observed different narcissists is that every narcissist looks a little bit different. So there's not, I mean, gaslighting is a huge one, which I saw a lot, which the easiest explanation for that is like, they're going to continually say, you know, you could be like, I don't know. They're going to call you crazy. They're going to turn around everything to make it seem like it's your fault, which a hundred percent, everything was my fault. Like if the light turned red at the wrong time, it was my fault. And I heard about it in the car. Like, I mean, according to him, I, I backed in parking spots the wrong way. Like it was, I mean, I was criticized for absolutely everything I did and everything was my fault. Nothing was ever his fault. Um, I mean, that's a big one for me. I think that, noticing that they're not taking responsibility the lack of empathy like i would be like oh my friend's aunt died i need to go take her dinner why do you need to take her dinner cuz i'm trying to make it easier for her he every time i tried to do that he'd make me feel so guilty for wanting to spend our money on trying to help someone yeah um like that kind of thing there's the lack of empathy is probably one of the biggest things that i noticed in my situation Um, And then the gaslighting is also really huge. But I mean, if you're questioning anything, I would say, if you're wondering, is this normal or is this not 100% find someone to talk to? If it's a therapist, amazing. If it's a close friend, awesome. If it's a parent, like you just, you have to ask, you have to, uh, or get online and do research. I will give a warning though. And this happened to me. And apparently it happens to a lot of people is when you start researching narcissism, you start looking at yourself and being like, am I a narcissist? Like yeah. do I do these things? But then luckily for me, I have an amazing therapist I have amazing support who were like 100% no. Jen stop. That is not what you are.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so that will happen. you will start looking at these traits and applying them to yourselves and it's not it doesn't make sense. it's it's not realistic, but it's what we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We like self like, yeah, you you put it on yourself.
2: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Um, so I know we asked you like about the divorce thing, like what would you do differently, but looking back, like on all of it, what is, what's your like major takeaway or what's something you would do differently? Um, I would ask
2: for more help. I am not very good at asking for help. Um, and being a single parent, even if it's for a week while your spouse is away, you get a taste of how difficult it really is. And it's incredibly hard and incredibly exhausting. Um, you don't have another person there to back you up or to take over. If you need a break, you're always there. And I, for the longest time, didn't ask for help because I thought that that meant that I was like really weak. And, um, I didn't want to be weak. I couldn't be weak. Like, no, I I just couldn't, I needed Mm -hmm. to be strong and it's okay to be weak. Like ask for help. There are so many people who want to help. Um, and who am I to deny people the opportunity to serve? Right. They might need it more than I need it, but I mean, asking for help, learning to ask for help has been one of the most amazing things that I have done. Yeah. Um, and have learned to do. I feel like that's been one of my biggest growing
1: experiences. It's just learning to ask for help. Gosh, I don't even know how you do it. Like, um, my husband, you know, he just graduated from school. He's doing residency right now. So I'm like, have been single <laughs> a lot lately. And I'm like, like, he just was barely home like two days ago the first time he worked like 70 hours because oh my goodness in residency and I was like I literally like on Friday I was like I am like so drained out like I if I'm like overtouched like if somebody if one of my kids one more time like I'm going to lose it and so and like for you like you're not getting a break that, yeah like, no reprieve yeah
2: no I and I love my children more than anything in the yeah. world. Like they, I truly feel like if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be alive. Like a hundred percent. They are my world and my everything, but I, mama still needs her time. Like, and,
1: yeah.
2: but that it's so hard though, because when they are gone, I miss them so much. And I have to stop myself from dwelling on the fact that they're gone and wasting time wishing they were here mm-hmm. because that is time. That is, I mean, I guess it's a, a gift in a, horrible way, like to be like able to have that time to spend on yourself. But I mean, I just spend it working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: my bad. Yeah.
1: Um, so I guess kind of like our last question in wrapping this up is, um, if you could give anybody, um, like advice, um, after going through what you have gone through, what would you, what advice would you give them? it doesn't have to be one thing like you can. Yeah, I think there are a couple. Um, for
2: sure, document everything, every phone call, every, everything. And it is exhausting to do. It gets depressing to do it. But that documentation will save you like it's it's needed. So make sure you write down absolutely everything. Um, go to therapy, like find a therapist. There's so many. Like for me, I'm a single mom and I can't leave. So I do it online and I'm blessed that my work offers that like, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful Mm -hmm. benefit. I found an amazing fit and, um, I had a great therapy session this morning. Like I, I love going to therapy. Um, and then I guess the same thing, like ask for help and then make sure to get everything in writing. don't, Don't, I don't. I don't know, like stand up for yourself. Like there is such thing as being too kind. And I am a good example of being too, like not to be like, I'm the kindest person ever. But I mean, I freaking sent my kids off last week with a birthday gift for their dad because it was his birthday week. Does he give me Mother's Day gifts or birthday gifts or Christmas gifts? No, never. In fact, Mm -hmm. when my kids asked if they could get something for me for Mother's Day, he goes, um, no. I, I continue to do it because they love his face when he opens them. And I need as much as I want to like, I want, and this is horrible of me. I want them to hate him sometimes, Yeah, but I will continue to set a good example of being kind to them because I, that's the kind of people I want my kids to be is I want them to be kind, good people. And, um, so I'll continue to do those things, but I just, but there are such things as being too kind and I'm working on that. I'm working on not being too kind.
0: Yeah. Setting your own boundaries for yourself. Yeah, it's so hard.
1: Yeah. So yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I I like have been so appreciative that you've come on just because I think and like I said before, like people don't talk about these things. And I think people, like I'm a firm believer of people learning things from others people's stories. Like there 100%. have been there've been things that like at least for me that I've gone through in my life that have been hard and and there have been times where I've listened to somebody talk and I'm like, yeah, like I needed to hear that. And I'm grateful that somebody did talk about it. So yeah.
2: I just, I yeah. a, a great, can I put a plug in for another podcast? Is that? Correct? Yes. Yes. Oh, please. Please. If you're going through, if you're even thinking about divorce or wondering more about narcissism, a podcast that has really helped me. I don't even know how I found it, but it's called divorce sucks. Your life doesn't have to. And <laughs> she's amazing she, the way it sounds sometimes like she's like chewing on a Jolly Rancher or something. So, Mm -hmm. but, um, she, Oh, she'll say things. And I'm like, someone else has experienced that. Like I wasn't alone and it's Mm -hmm. mind blowing and it's comforting. And she has some really good suggestions for people who are dealing with divorce and narcissists. And it has been extremely helpful for me.
1: Yeah. I would say too, like you know if you have any podcasts or books that you recommend we can definitely like put those up when we oh yeah sure i will send you some yeah uh, cuz i, I think a lot of people can benefit from those so but yeah, I, I'm grateful that you were here. I'm grateful that we were able to talk about this and. Um, this
0: was good. I just, I'm like, I, I don't know you from Adam. Like this is the first time <laughs> I've met you. And um like, I just have like such a huge respect for you. Like you've been through the ringer dude. And Thank you. like, here you are like it, life sucks sometimes. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. So you know, like I'm like good for you that you're like sticking through it. And like, I don't know. I'm just like, well, and my heart goes out to you.
1: Find the silver lining about her kids coming closer together. Like, yeah, I just think that that says a lot about you as a person. So, I I promise, I like
2: will
0: probably get off and cry, but um, like it's every Um, these pregnancy these pregnancy hormones have me almost crying. I'm like, okay, I have never (laughs) met this woman. I need to like keep it together.
2: (laughs) No, it's just you know, it's up and down, and it's become more stable. And I've learned how to deal with my emotions better now. Um, And I'm thankful for that. But at the same time, like I, divorce is not not something I wish on anybody. It's not fun. But it is what it is. And if someone can, if I can help someone, then I'm happy to do that. That makes it worth it for me.
0: Yeah. Well, we appreciate your time and all your insights and telling us. It's a personal story. So we appreciate that. Yay. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, grateful that
2: to have an outlet to share it's therapeutic for me oh good good yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right thanks so much yeah thank bye. you bye we'll catch you next week